He is the chief Washington correspondent for CBS News, author of The Big Truth, creator and host of the Takeout podcast and The Debrief on CBS. We're happy to be joined by the one and only Major Garrett. Greetings, Major. Good afternoon. Hi, hey, were you at the White House Correspondents' Dinner? I don't think we had a chance to ask you that. I was there, indeed. I, do you get a chance matter to fact, uh, request meal fact, items? Uh, pardon me? Do you get a chance to request meal items? Like, do they you know, hand out a card? Do you put hash browns? I want hash browns for dinner. <laughs> no, no. It's the same plate of food for all 3,000 roughly guests, uh, which... If you've ever served dinner for 3,000, uh, temperature is varied, uh, but the menu is always the same. There's a salad, there's a wedge of meat, there's a wedge of fish and some kind of potato. And it's, uh, it's you know, the dinner circuit sort of thing. And when you're throwing out dishes of three, for, for 3,000 diners, it's a time-consuming process. And most of the people at the White House Correspondents' Dinner skip that part and just mill around to talk to one another. <laughs> uh, we, we, we did an hour uh, before the dinner. Live on Sirius XM, uh, POTUS Channel 124, with a wide array of guests who came to the uh, takeout microphone. So, yes, I was there and working, as I'm always kind of always working, it seems. Yeah, so we we have some breaking news today. A jury in New York found former President Donald Trump liable for battery and defamation in the E. E. Jean Carroll case. Um, This was uh, not a pretty showing for the former president. Um, he, He... the jury awarded also awarded Carol five million in compensatory and punitive damages. Mm-hmm. He didn't get this rape charge, though. So right, and a couple of things worth say, clarifying up front: it's not a criminal trial. This was a civil proceeding, and in a civil proceeding, the requirement to find liability is lower as a matter of evidence than in a criminal trial. Criminal trial has to be unanimous verdict beyond a reasonable doubt. Civil trial, unanimous verdict, preponderance of the evidence. That's a lower standard. In the jury's mind, the standard was met. And the jury concluded that there was a a battery of E. Jean Carroll, and the battery was committed by Donald Trump. And then when that allegation of that said battery, E. Jean Carroll said she was raped, not only did Trump deny it, but he defamed her, according to the jury's conclusion, by saying, she was not her, his type, and other comments suggesting her only motivation in bringing this up was to either sell books or make money or both. And the jury concluded, and there was plenty of time for all evidence for the defense and the plaintiff to be brought before this jury, that Trump battered her and then defamed her. And the Trump attorneys have said they'll appeal. But this was a quick verdict, and the appeal I don't think is going to land well because there are no procedural defects in this proceeding. Trump was given every opportunity. The judge even extended the amount of time permissible for him to reconsider whether or not he would or wouldn't testify. So there will be an appeal, but this verdict uh, looks very strong based on what the jury heard in the case. And my sense, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an expert on this, is that it will prevail over time. From the former president to the current president, we heard from White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Monday, Major reaffirming President Biden's unwillingness to negotiate the debt ceiling. Meanwhile, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen saying, look, we're going to run out of money before June Mm -hmm. 1st, and it's called it a calamity if the debt ceiling 
is not raised. Does the ceiling need to be raised? It's, it's certainly not uncommon for it to be raised to avoid it an economic not, calamity. Right. It is not remotely uncommon for it to be raised. However, we have lived through default cliffhangers before. I've covered every single one of them. Unhappily, my career in Washington has coincided with default cliffhangers. <laughs> and so, and so goes never, the American public. Before. I'm not sure I'm the cause of it. I'm not sure I'm the cause of it, but I've been around for all of them. They never occurred before I got here. They started occurring in the, the mid-2000s, uh, mid to late 2000s with President Obama, and they've been around lurking ever since. This one feels very real. It feels more unstable and politically fraught than any other previous default cliffhanger that we have lived through. Why? Because I do think there are votes in the House Republican conference that will take the risk of default to sort of, in former President Trump's frequent phraseology, see what happens. See what happens is not a very good idea when you're talking about the full faith and credit of the United States government. Currency markets, credit rating agencies, and other economic hardships that could come due if, in a default scenario, suddenly the U.S. is not regarded as the strongest, most formidable, and reliable global economy, which would be a consequence of defaulting. And so there's going to have to be a negotiation. President Biden doesn't want to negotiate, but he's going to have to negotiate something. There's a meeting going on as we speak at the White House right now in the Oval Office between all the congressional negotiators and the president. That's not going to produce a deal today, but at least they're talking about what the contours of a deal will have to look like because without some sort of compromise, I don't think House Republicans can put the votes together to raise the debt ceiling without some of their agenda items being ticked off, being achieved. Senate Democrats haven't passed anything in the Senate. The president is basically saying, I'm going to force you to play this game of chicken with me until the very last minute where we're getting closer and closer to the very last minute. So the Republicans are asking for spending cuts and Biden is saying Mm -hmm. he's not going to give those. That's correct. That's essentially where it is. Now, the only ray of light in all of this, it's a very dark scenario. It really does. I do feel like the default possibility is higher than it's ever been before. The one ray of light is that most House Republicans have been very flexible on what they would point to as acceptable spending cuts. Many have just said, I just want to change the directory of future spending. There's a lot of room in there, okay? And if the White House can explore and find ways to do something on the spending cut side in the future, perhaps there's a place for compromise. At least House Republicans haven't been so definitive. Most have not said it's only our bill and no other bill. All they've said is we just want the president to negotiate. So there is room to do exactly that. But the president's got to decide that he's willing to have those conversations. And then they have to find in pretty quick order what that looks like, what you can get the votes for in the House and the Senate, and how we can avoid this default scenario. And the June 1st deadline is certainly looming. Major Garrett, the chief Washington correspondent, he was at the correspondence dinner. He did not request hash browns. He is the author of The Big Truth, the creator of the Takeout podcast, and of course, the debrief on CBS. Thank you, Major. We'll check in again next week. Thanks so much.